What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. Welcome back as we go through Genesis chapter 12, 10 through 20. We are on uh, one of the first stories uh, that concerns Abram and his wife, Sarah. He is uh, venturing down to Egypt, man, got a famine going on. So before I start going into it, check out 12, 10 through 20. If you haven't read it yet, then stop the tape, read it, come back. We'll answer the four questions. If you have read it, man, let's go ahead and jump into it. What is the uh, scripture saying? What is the writer talking about as we read through these uh, these uh, verses? Well, the story goes that there was a big famine that was going down. And so Abram had to go and find food. He had to, to you know, eat because ain't no food growing. So he takes off to Egypt. And when he's in Egypt on his way there, he talks to Sarah and he says to Sarah, he says, man, uh, if we go down there, they're going to try and kill me because you're so beautiful. So instead of saying you're my wife, say you're my sister. And then uh, what he feared, I guess, the most actually happened. They went down there and the Egyptians saw his wife and they said, wow, you know, that's a beautiful woman, which is funny because she's like 65 or something like that, maybe 60. She must have uh, she must have had to, she must have had them jeans, you know, um, like the actors and stuff doing something with the makeup. But anyway, she uh, uh, they said she looked good. And so um, they praised her to Pharaoh and Pharaoh took her as his wife. And then as Pharaoh took her as her wife, uh, God uh, caused these plagues to come upon the house of Pharaoh and uh, his servants. And then. When he recognized that or saw that, he came and he told Abram, he's like, bro, what'd you lie to me for? What'd you tell me that she was your sister instead of uh, your wife? He's like, man, you take her and you get up out of here, man. It's like, don't don't uh, don't even stay. And so Pharaoh got his men. They, they picked him up and they booted him out of the city. So what, what's going on then? What's, what's happening? Well, I think uh, um, Abram, man, is showing a little he's, he's a bit scared, as we can see. And he is uh, not trusting, I guess, in the provision of God, because if he understood or I mean, he believed the promise that God had did by offering a sacrifice to him. And the last time we read by going and just leaving like uh, he was told to do. But why is he not trusting now? He's waffling a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because he's worried that either a he's going to die because that's what the uh, that's what he says. Like, man, if I go down there and they see that you're my wife, they're going to kill you. So that means he can't have the promise given to him if he's dead, right? And so uh, he's not, you know, he's not fully trusting in this promise. But we don't see any real kind of action uh, taken against Abram in this. The story is all focused on what God is going to do for Abram. Because uh, we said earlier in the podcast episodes that this is about the faithfulness of God, that Genesis is is not so much about the uh, uh, it is about the character of the people who are the patriarchs, but not so much about their actions as it is about God's actions to maintain the promise that he's promised ever since Genesis chapter three. And so. Whenever he goes uh, and does all of these things, it is God's faithfulness that keeps Abram from being uh, uh, murdered. It's God's faithfulness to keep uh, Sarah alive as well and to connect them two together because the promise is for Sarah and Abram and not for Abram and some other woman. And so God maintains his promise 
by keeping them safe. And he also maintains a promise by making his name a little bit more uh, uh, great because of the wealth that he attains while he's there. Because when he's there, they, I guess, pay him for uh, um, taking his quote unquote sister. And so he gets all of this cattle, these, uh, these donkeys, these sheep, and he uh, becomes rich. So even in that, the author's trying to convey the faithfulness of God to achieve his promise to Abram. It's all about the faithfulness of God. So what is this scripture saying about God? That's the second question. Well, you, you've already heard me say it over and over. It's about the faithfulness of God. It's about how God is going to keep his promises, that God is a faithful God. He's a promise-keeping God. And so we see it here that even whenever Abram puts himself in a heap of danger, man, when Abram puts himself in a mess, he's he's twisted truths, not trusting in God's promises, God steps in anyway. God shows his mercy and his grace and favor upon Abram by doing the thing or maintaining or keeping um, what he said by keeping them safe, making sure they're getting richer and prosperity. So God is keeping his promises, man. What's to say about man is do we try and do our own salvation? We try and be our own saviors. We have Abram, Abram trying to figure out a plan to deduce a plan or come up with something so he doesn't get hurt while he's down there in Egypt. Don't we all do that, huh? We all try and save ourselves and we find that we can't do it. Matter of fact, he messed up really because what happened to Sarah, huh? Was she forced into some things to have to do things because he looked out only for himself? See, that that's despicable and horrible for Abram to have done something like that, man. Now, like I said, the reasons for it, I mean, to, to try and help God out in keeping his promise or, or, or something like that, but it still don't justify what he did. And so as well, Pharaoh, who seems in this situation to be an okay dude, you know, I don't really know, but he doesn't seem like the Pharaoh that was oppressing the Hebrews when they were making him get bigger bricks, more straw, building these uh, ed edifices. He seems like a uh, he seems like a, a decent enough dude because when he finds out that that was Abram's wife rather than his sister, he gives her back and says, "Dude, why did you deceive me? Why didn't you just tell me the truth?" And so now Abram's actions are directly affecting someone else. His sin is being poured out upon another man. Also, we see that uh, that uh, in man that uh, sin is sin, regardless if you are actively running after it or even if you know that you're committing it. Ignorance of the law is no excuse for breaking it because Pharaoh did not know. And I know that sometimes we do that and we want to give ourselves a break for that, but there is no excuse. We still must find uh, grace and favor at the cross of Jesus for the things that we do that we don't even know we're sinning about. That's a little sad thing. And it's, and it's, it's sad because sometimes we do things that we don't know are sin. But when we find out that, that it is sin, we must repent, just as Pharaoh did in this situation. And so our sin affects others, but 
in the sin that we do, even unknowingly, that those things are still breaking the law of God, and uh, the sin must be sin must be punished. How do we apply these truths to our life? Well, first off, know the faithfulness of God. For us, we've seen it so many times as we read through Scripture, as we are living our lives and see His action carried out daily in our lives, that we must trust that. And we got to stop being our own saviors. I mean, we've got to realize that if God has said he was going to do something, trust him and walk in that. Trust in him and walk in that. There's a fine line, of course, and we're going to see that as we continue to go through the Abram saga, turning into Abraham saga. We'll see that. But in it, we must trust the faithfulness of God. I appreciate you guys for listening, and I will see you on the next episode as we uh, start getting to Lot and Abram and the connection that they have. So it's going to be good, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. I'll see you in the next episode.